take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Wordplay of the day. What can you call a bunch of collaborative experiences in college? Answer. You can call a bunch of experiences in college a collaborative college collage. Thought of the day comes from former president Dwight David Eisenhower. He was an American military officer and statesman who served as the 34th president of the United States from 1953 to 1961. He said, leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want to do because he wants to do it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. It is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a physical disability in school. I was also sometimes forced and coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options and understandings. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990, or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in New York in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. This is episode 70. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. For the month of August, I have been talking about college transition issues and reasonable accommodation. Today, I am talking more about the zone of proximal development and finding more self efficacy through mentorship and scaffolding. 
in this week's Rite of Passage experiences or rope I am talking about being involved in some on-campus and off-campus activities, including a senior internship with writing news at a local Poughkeepsie, New York radio station. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to Wikipedia, the zone of proximal development is best understood as the zone of the closest and the zone of the most immediate for psychological development of learners. It includes a wide range of emotional, cognitive, and volitional psychological processes. Volition is also known as the use of willpower. In practice, the zone of proximal development is often interpreted as the distance between what a learner can do without help and what the same person can do with a mentor or more knowledgeable other. This can include providing feedback, knowledge, experience, skills, or strategies. The zone of proximal development can be as simple as providing different perspectives or encouragement to increase learning and natural environment opportunities. The zone of proximal development uses social interactions for a more knowledgeable other or mentor to lead the learner through learning and scaffolding processes. The supportive scaffolding points are used to build more advanced experiences. The zone of proximal development can be used like building blocks to reinforce and enhance previous experiences and skills in a particular area. By fostering this learning and growth process, mentors help build confidence, curiosity, capacity, and competence in particular subject areas. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or Rope, I am talking about some on-campus and off-campus zones of proximal development. On the Marist College website, student involvement is described as learning and personal growth both inside and outside the classroom. The Marist website provides five different reasons why students should get involved. Number one, meet new people. Number two, develop leadership skills. Number three, make a difference on and off campus. Number four, network and build your resume. And the most emphatic of all reasons, number five, have fun. In my sophomore year, I got the opportunity to fundraise and become involved with an organization named Good Council. Good Council was an outreach program funded in 1985 to support pregnant mothers in New York State. They provided supportive residential care and community-based services for expectant 
and new mothers in need. Because of my disability, I lost a lot of my religious misconceptions about being involved with difficult circumstances, choices, and situations. Good counsel and other women's shelters like it provided support services with compassion. They provided help without judgment. They provided room to learn for women to adjust to their overwhelming circumstances. Many of the women came from broken or troubled homes. I also helped to fundraise on campus. I worked with one of the nonprofit directors of communication. One of the professional skills I learned to develop was the difference between myths or misconceptions versus realities and facts. While fundraising is important, the mission of nonprofits is to spread awareness and education. Then in my senior year at Marist College, I got the opportunity to intern at a local radio station assisting the news director. Krista, the news director, helped me to understand the fundamental responsibilities of gathering news and writing it for the morning broadcast. Krista also taught me that each version of the story was used to maintain audience interest and to re-deliver each version with different quotes. I knew about the inverted triangle from journalism class. The inverted triangle put the most important information first and to give the most relevant information when delivering news. Changing quotes and supporting information allowed listeners to learn different information if they were hearing it for the second or third time. This also gave different versions of the same story freshness without losing the relevance of the story. One of my favorite stories I covered was the local movie premiere of Philadelphia. Philadelphia was a 1993 legal drama starring Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. It was notable for being one of the first mainstream Hollywood movies to acknowledge and deal with HIV and AIDS issues. I got the chance to interview screenwriter Ron Nicewanner about the social impact of the movie in the fall of 1994. Doing the interview helped me to shred my misconceptions about AIDS and some misconceptions about the gay lifestyle. Some people believed that the prejudice that AIDS was a direct consequence or result of that lifestyle. For example, some homophobic characters in the movie believed that People who were gay deserved to get AIDS based on their conservative or religious beliefs. Some people believed that the prejudice of AIDS was a direct consequence of that lifestyle. In the fall of 1994, the producers hosted a local fundraiser. Tom Hanks later received the Best Actor Academy Award for Philadelphia. 
I listed the news director intern experience on my resume, and I also highlighted my interview with the Philadelphia movie screenwriter on my resume. The internship experiences helped me not only to grow professionally, but also personally. It helped me to break down some of my limiting beliefs by exposing me to different zones of proximal development. By fostering the learning and growth processes, my mentors in college helped me to build confidence, curiosity, capacity, and competence in personal and professional areas. Were there one or two things in this episode that you heard that you could lean into? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.